You're listening to Gonzaga Nation with hosts Dan Dickow. Coach Few on more than one occasion has told the two of us, hey, you're two of the three worst defenders in, in school history. And Adam Morrison. You're an NBA player. Uh, your jersey's going to get retired at Gonzaga. So, like, let's just pick your brain instead of mine. Part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Gonzaga Nation SI with Adam Morrison and myself, Dan Dickow, where we bring you all the Gonzaga content throughout the course of the regular season. And now leading into the postseason, want to give a big thank you to uh, our show sponsor today. That is Brick West Brewing in downtown Spokane on the West End. Go check them out. Their tasting room. They've got a number of craft beers. Uh, Brick by Brick is one that I've tried recently. You can pick it up in the Yolks. Uh, as well as many of their other flavors and offerings is pretty darn good stuff. So I know Adam and I are looking forward to checking them out a little bit more as this basketball season wraps up. But Mo, you were down in Vegas. Tell us a little bit about your journeys and what you saw. Um, You know, it was another uh, Spokane South experience where there's a lot of Gonzaga fans. And uh, obviously it was nice for uh, the team to cap up the you know, the, the hard-fought regular season championship and then do it against uh, the good St. Mary's team that beat them the game before. You know, when there's such a great fan base that travels um, down to Las Vegas, um, it, it can almost become every time you turn around, you see a familiar face or you see somebody wearing Gonzaga gear. Have you ever found yourself in an awkward position where you just like – all right, we saw the same game. We saw it from a different perspective. Let's move on to them because I've had that many times and it can get uncomfortable. Uh, I guess, yeah, some people uh, get upset when uh, I guess the betting lines don't match up with what they bet. And that part is always like, well, don't bet on sports. There's no answer. And I know it's simple and that probably infuriates and puts gasoline on the fire a little bit. But I kind of do that just to to be like, well, what what's – or you're mad that they won by 17 and not 18 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing we can do. And, and I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, sometimes there's uh, some issues with uh, people being upset when there's um, still a lot of success with the team, which I never understand. <laughs> that kind of brings up a, a, a quick side story that I had uh, based on uh, an experience with, with a, somebody who I knew that used to love to gamble on, on sports at any and all stages of, of college or pros. And this person told me about a bet that they made before I knew them and got to know them through different uh, golf events and stuff. He won $40,000 when I was with the New Orleans Hornets because I hit a three as the buzzer went off to cover the spread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was uh, that was a that was a story that he told me that I wanted to ask him for a cut of. I wish I would have to this day gotten a cut. But obviously, as athletes, we don't need to know that while we're in the moment. It's fun to hear those stories later on, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Obviously, when you're playing, um, stay away. You saw the Calvin Ridley deal, so like that's a real thing. But obviously, um, you know, like in um, some games, you can hear the crowd cheering at the end of a game when there's a free throw made and the game's out of hand, you automatically know what that meant. So it's kind of funny to, to see the integration now where it's more out in the open um, than it used to be. 
Yeah, it is out in the open nowadays. I mean, you're even seeing on on network studio shows, they're talking about the lines. But enough about that. Gonzaga had a great trip down. It's a business trip, it seems like. I mean, 23 straight years now in the NCAA tournament. Another automatic bid was win, was won against St. Mary's, 82-69. When I watched the game, to me, Andrew Nemhart uh, – controlled that game similar to how Tommy Cousy, unfortunately, con- controlled it down in Moraga. Uh, what were your thoughts sitting courtside? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, early, kind of like in the, the previous game in Moraga, they did a good job on Drew Timmy um, and kind of stifled his ability to score. So what happened was, I think Andrew and Rashir did an excellent job of, of pushing the pace and kind of flatten <clears throat> excuse me flattening the defense and it really uh helped us to get a lot uh, a better rhythm offensively and that's the biggest key against a team like St. Mary's is you have to push the basketball you have to play at your pace um you have to get into the seams offensively you have to get into the paint I mean all that stuff sounds cliche but if you allow them to play in their gap system and push you beyond the perimeter beyond your normal uh you know, your entry levels or where you catch the ball and, and just simple things like that. They're really good defensively. So I thought Andrew did a nice job probably after the first media timeout of kind of, you know, getting thrust towards the rim every single time, especially on outlets. And Rashir did the same thing where it was outlet push. Even if you don't score, you flatten the defense and then all your secondary action on your ball reversals is not extended outside the three. And then the guys are not sitting in gaps you know, uh, waiting for you. So, yeah, he had a fantastic game, not just scoring it, but, um, you know, like a floor game as well. Yeah, that's uh, one of those small details that that is so important, flatten the defense, and it's two-part. It's wings getting out, running deep corners or bigs, rim runs, as well as guards, you know, push it and probe as far as you can, and then kind of set up the offense if nothing opens itself up. But the other thing that I saw, and correct me if what I saw on TV was different than what you saw in person, is uh, St. Mary's was really physical. It gave Drew a, a little bit of uh, struggles at times, even though he played better than he did in Moraga. Chet, some foul trouble. Do you see that as a recipe for other teams attacking Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously they're going to watch the tape on those two games and, and see how St. Mary slowed us down to a certain degree. Um, I think the matchup with Toss is, is more of just an issue for Drew. I don't think he played terrible. I think just Toss is just a big body that uh, it sounds funny, but he can't jump so he doesn't bite on the up fakes. <laughs> he just stays there. Um, and, and usually Drew gets people to, to lift fake and, and then he counters off of that. Um, so I think it just was an interesting matchup for Drew. And sometimes um, we've all played against guys at certain levels, you know, at the collegiate level that, you know, you, you and I were obviously great players um, offensively that maybe had our number a little bit defensively. It doesn't completely shut you down, but it makes you a little bit off rhythm or does something that you're not normally used to. But you know, it wouldn't be shocking if other teams uh, kind of implore the same mindset when they play against us in the NCAA tournament. Get physical, push them outside their normal scoring areas, slow it down, you know, all the things that St. Mary's had success doing. Coach Few has always embraced winning the the automatic bid, the WCC tournament title. Uh, he's always 
encourage guys to enjoy it because and part of the reason why is because there is such a gap between the WCC tournament selection Sunday and you play again. So you can kind of really have a night and enjoy it. I remember uh, we played in San Diego. We ended up getting to stay an extra uh, bit in San Diego and they redid our flights. What were your memories of enjoying a tournament title? Uh, you know, we, we played the first one in Santa Clara by freshman year. It was fun. And we had the, remember that old, um, Marriott with the open foyer down there in the cul-de-sac. So then I remember coming back from the game and it was, you know, all the students section and then a lot of the Gonzaga fans and they like literally took over that whole hotel for the whole night. And, uh, you know, we weren't of drinking age, but everybody was drinking and having a good time. Um, so yes, the things like that were, were, um, you know, fun times. I never played in Vegas, obviously. So, um, you know, I think some of the guys have had some, uh, you know, pretty cool options for even if they're not of age to kind of go out and do cool stuff, um, which is a neat thing for the, the for the younger guys. Um, so, yeah, I think it's cool that Coach View, you know, it's not like a Laos party, but just says like, hey, have fun. You mm -hmm. should enjoy it. We shouldn't be ho-hum about this. Um, it's harder to win your league than people think, and we shouldn't take it for granted because, I mean, just look around other places where teams are – good for a decade and then they have a five-year drought or what have you like let's celebrate this uh, success and enjoy it yeah that's one thing i think coach few's always done a good job of keeping things in perspective uh and you're 100 percent right winning a league title winning a tournament title is unbelievably difficult so you need to enjoy those milestones along the way well it looks like portland is the destination we'll know for sure in a few days and we'll break it down at that point but um what what plans do you have in mind if it's Portland? Because obviously you'll be there early. There's a day off in between. You're taking the golf sticks down. You what, what what do you have for plans? No, I'll just ready uh, up on the opponents really to to get ready. I mean, it's a lot. You know, a broadcast where we're not familiar, so you kind of have to study up and then get ready to uh, you know call a good game and hopefully uh it is in portland for our fans it's a four what is it, a half five hour drive and then you know obviously the flight's short so it'd be nice but uh you know like coach v would say we'll go anywhere and play obviously so um we'll see what the selection sunday brings yeah i'm looking forward to selection sunday as i mentioned we will be breaking it down early next week but uh to wrap up today's show we've got our listener question Brought to you from the Northern Quest Casino and the Epic Sports Bar. The madness is here and bigger than ever at Epic Sports Bar with food and drink specials, prize giveaways, and more all tournament long. Grab your bracket and post up at the best tournament spot in town. Details at northernquest.com. And Adam, we had a question coming in from Seth O'Neill. And his question is, Adam and Dan, do you guys have any pregame superstitions or rituals that you needed to do as a player? Um, you know, for me, that question is, is kind of loaded. I was obviously, I still am a type one diabetic. So the, the, the pregame ritual was, uh, you know, a certain type of meal at a certain time, um, a gap between the, the game time. Um, and then I was a big, I took a nap after shoot around. I was one of those guys. I, I felt like it just, you know, kind of, relaxed your mind and then allowed you to uh you know obviously gets a little bit extra energy so yeah i, I kind of had 
uh, you know, a pregame routine, if that makes sense. Yeah, I had a pregame routine as well. Mine wouldn't have been as detailed with timing of a big meal like yours, but uh, I always was a 30-minute a nap guy. If I got more than about 45 minutes, it was I was groggy and I had to figure out a way to, to get myself going um, after too long of a nap. But it was, it was a 30-minute uh, pregame nap, and then it was – I used to eat a protein bar exactly one hour before tip-off. It's one of those goofy things that you know as athletes, kind of something happens in a positive way, one way, doing something, and you carry it over the rest of your career. So um, great show, great episode, Adam. Looks Looking like Portland is going to be where we are at. We'll know for sure on Sunday. But uh, this conference tournament week has been tremendous. There's a lot of other good games this week. So thanks again for joining He's Adam Morrison. I'm Dan Dickow for Gonzaga Nation SI.